0: Hello beautiful humans, I'm Zach, and I'm Austin, and And this this is The the Human Vibe. Vibe. Hello, hello, hello. Hey. (laughs) What's up, fam? Hello, everyone. (laughs) We hope that you are all doing well. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Human Vibe. Yes. Welcome, beautiful humans. We're really happy you're here. (laughs) Yes. So today's episode mm-hmm. it might make you a little hungry. Ooh. Famished. <laughs> we are going to do some storytelling about our time in Ireland, but specifically focusing on some of the food, drinks, mm, cuisine. The cuisine of the Ireland. Service. The the people that we yes. met. Yes. Food. Uh-huh. Food has that like power, you know, mm-hmm. that magic of being able to bring us together. Absolutely. Know? And I think when Austin and I go to a different country. One of the things we love to do is to go to just like a local pub or a local restaurant and talk to the waiters, the waitresses. Oh yeah. And, and
1: I've said this in the past, but service staff are the best tourism investment for cities because they're amazing.
0: Yeah. They're boots on the we've, ground talking to people. exactly.
1: And you know, we've come from service industry background, hospitality and I absolutely love just chit-chatting, making friends, even if we don't speak the language, at least getting some basic conversation out of it. And service people are amazing. Shout out to service industry folks. Y'all rock.
0: We love you, seriously. Mm -hmm. And and Austin and I have both worked in the industry. So just a big shout out to anybody who works in restaurants or hospitality in general, because you really are champions for your communities. And for us, I think our time in Ireland, specifically in Cork, Um, was made it was just wonderful because we were able to interact with so many incredible people truly Um, so how this episode will go is we're just going to talk about some of the food the drinks the nuances um, from Ireland Uh, we won't cover every single thing obviously but just some of the highlights right Um, and (laughs) talk about you know what the meal was or you know little things we found out about beer in Ireland which we learned a lot mm-hmm. I drink <laughs> a lot
1: of beer <laughs> I don't want to sound like an alcoholic but I drink a lot of beer you know you you come for the customs and that that's a part of it Pub yeah, culture absolutely. yeah you go to
0: Germany you try the beer you go to yeah. Ireland you have a stout you, you go know? to wa- uh, wine you go to Italy and you have some wine Exactly. Yeah, and when you do those things, you really do get local history, local culture just in like a a glass of beer, you know. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. We will talk about um, all of our some of our favorite places, some places that we found to get good coffee, um, and we will try and link all of the social or website information in the episode description. So definitely go and check some of these folks yeah, out, give them some love, people pages. Yes, and if you go to Cork, you'll have some background info on where to get a good cup of coffee or where to get a good stout or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, yeah. so. Let's dive right in. And I think we've already begun talking about it, but the beer, Mm. I think when we talk about Ireland, we definitely need to talk about the beer because it is part of the Irish culture. Most Americans, when we talk about Ireland, what, what do we first think of?
1: Um, I mean, which beer specifically? Oh, Guinness. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's <laughs> like a pint of Guinness, which if you have it in the United States, it's it's not the same. Point blank. It, not period. at all. It's it really not, isn't, which is strange. There are places we went to in Indianapolis that had like a decent pint, but having it in Ireland is just the
0: chef's kiss, literally. Yeah, but we found out that Guinness is really a Dublin beer. Yeah. And Guinness so- Guinness is
1: very, very, I mean, it's made in Dublin. It has to travel technically around Ireland for it to be served there. But
0: there are other stouts that are made in other local parts of Ireland. Yeah. And that's, that was something that we learned right away. Um, the first meal that we actually had when we got to Ireland was the second day that we were there. Mm -hmm. So this is back in July. Yeah. Uh, it was actually really cold that day. It was cold. I mean, it had to be like low sixties, upper fifties, but for us, we came from Indy, which at the time was, you know, in the mid eighties. Yeah. in a solid like 28 degrees Celsius Mm -hmm. and you know, eighties. And that was a shock
1: for the body and for the mind, but. We
0: knew going in that Ireland's a little chilly. It is, yeah. And it was rainy and it was cold. So, of course, we said we need to go somewhere where we can get a good stew, mm-hmm. we can get a pint. Mm-hmm. And so we went to Tom and Bar. Yeah, city Cork. center in Cork. And it's really cute. It's kind of in a smaller um, side street, but it had a really cool vibe. You know, we walked by and there were a lot of people just enjoying themselves out under the awning. Um, back then, you know, everybody was only doing outdoor dining. Yeah,
1: in Ireland, I mean, they didn't start doing indoor dining until, what, halfway through August of 2021. So for the first month and a half we're there, it's all outside. And there's so many memes and gifs of of folks, like what eating outside in Ireland looks like, holding their umbrella in the rain, just eating their food. But it was, <laughs> it was very like that. And, I mean, you could see the number of pubs that didn't,
0: necessarily have that outdoor space to be able to have any table. So they closed. Yeah. A lot of pubs in Cork were closed. Yeah. And, um, something we found out, you know, while we were there is, I mean, pubs really have this like community feel to oh, them. Absolutely. Like everybody has their local pub, mm-hmm. you know, and that they go to. Um, and I think Tom and Barb was kind of like a sports pub, um, Rugby, younger sort of, people yeah. out there, I think. Yeah. Um, but it would, we, Went to and we sat outside, and right away, the wait staff there just so kind. So kind, funny. They're it, It's like Irish people
1: know no strangers. Yeah. Welcome. I know you. We're friends. And not in a way that Americans kind of have this falseness behind it. And I don't even want to say falseness, but. Well, you're
0: working. F- the thing is, if you've never been, if, if you're not aware of this, in Europe, Wait staff, they don't work off of tips. Mm. Tipping is obviously something that you should do. And encourage. No absolutely. We encourage it, absolutely. Absolutely. But they're not there trying to get, like, the highest tip possible. That's, yeah, you know, they're there just to, like, wait on you. But I think a lot of times they love striking up a conversation.
1: You oh, know? absolutely. And Tom and Barr was no exception to that.
0: Yeah, it was wonderful. I mean, they asked us where we were from. Obviously, they heard our accents and asked right away, where are you from? And it was funny, because we learned very quickly that they know either you're from the US or you're from Canada. Yeah. And so for us, we, you know, told them we're from the US. And it was just it was a wonderful experience. I think that uh, at Tom and Bar, I ordered my first Irish stew mm, with that Guinness stew. Oh, it was so good with a mash. She she like recommended it. She's like, oh, you have to get it with the mash, and also <laughs> had the soda bread, the Irish soda bread, which uh, I yum. love. Fresh, great
1: ingredients, quality produce.
0: Oh, it tastes so different though than the U.S. I think yeah. um, we went to like Nine Irish Brothers in Indianapolis or Lafayette, and that's you you know my experience with an Irish. I mean, it's an Irish themed right. restaurant yeah. or pub. Well, and I've also been to Irish bars in like Chicago and even in Boston. Um, but I really love the soda bread at Tom and Bar. But I'll, we'll actually talk about where the best soda bread that we got was in Ireland here in a second. But Ooh. that stew, it was amazing. I think for our first meal when it was really cold, um, it was just a really good experience. But we learned there. Uh, Austin tried to order a Guinness. We both did. Mm-hmm. And what were we told? No, we were told no. It's <laughs>
1: straight up just like, <laughs> you don't want that. And <laughs> she was like, have you had a Beamish? And I'm sitting here over here like, oh no, she went no, to no, ask Murphy's. if we wanted a Murphy's. It was a Murphy's. Murphy's. Yeah. And I was like, Murphy's?
0: What's a heard Murphy's? Of yeah, we're like, we Never
1: heard of that. And she's like, oh, it's a local stout similar to Guinness. I was like, okay, you know what? You recommended it. I trust you. Let's go for it. And it was really nice.
0: It was different. Yeah. How would you describe a Murphy's? And I think Beamish, we'll talk about Beamish in a second, but I think compared to Guinness, Guinness is like, I would say a little less sweet, a little more watery. No, I would say Guinness is milky
1: and it has a much more creamier flavor. I would say the Murphy's has
0: less of that creamy flavor that feels like heavier on the tongue. See that wasn't no. That's not what I thought. I thought that Murphy's was a lot sweeter. I had a, a a Guinness and I had a Murphy's side by side, and I thought that Murphy's is a little bit sweeter. Guinness tastes a little drier to me, um, but it does taste I think frothier, thicker, like what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. But I think that definitely Murphy's felt a lot sweeter, tasted a lot sweeter. But it's. It, it was more local to Cork and yeah. to Southwest Ireland. And so it was really funny when she said, Austin said, you know, can I get a Guinness? Oh no, 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 You don't no. want that. Straight up straight. <laughs> Look at me and I said, no. And I was like, Oh, I love that. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And that's like, when you think about European weight stuff, that's how it's different yeah. because I've, I had experiences when I was in Austria where I would try to order something and the wayward would say, no, you don't want that. You want this. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> And you're the, like, okay, I trust. But in the U.S., if somebody orders something, you're just like, yeah, it's wonderful. It's great. Um, oh,
1: <laughs> I bet you all anyone who works in hospitality listening to that it was just like, true. Like, if somebody asks for it, yeah, it's great. I mean, I'll give my honest opinion. And I think I learned how to do that after years and years and years of working in hospitality. But again,
0: you're, you're there to, like, perform to make a tip. Yeah, you and, don't want to upset someone exactly, and you don't want to recommend something to someone and they won't like it. Oh, Where, they'll send it back, America. Right, they'll well, just send it back. But whereas, but whereas, in here in Ireland uh, or in Europe in general, I think it's funny because the wait staff will just be really blunt with you. I love it. It's very <laughs> honest. Yeah, very very honest. But anyway, yeah. So Tom and Bar was our first. Eating out experience in Cork. Absolutely wonderful. And it was wonderful. And it really opened up the door for us to think of Irish stouts as beyond something beyond Guinness. And I think and for the rest of our time in Ireland, I think we had very few Guinness. Oh, I yeah.
1: Maybe like one <laughs> or two when I was just like, Oh, I don't want a Murphy's or Oh, I don't want a Beamish, which we'll talk about here in a second. But it was um it was a wonderful start. Yeah, for the culinary experience, just because Cork is known as, as a like culinary capital
0: in Ireland. Yeah, County Cork. I mean, obviously, Southwest Ireland. You know, it's very. Um, yeah, the, the actually the culinary capital is in Kinsale, mm, which is not mm. far from City Cork. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that in a second. But we actually didn't have the opportunity to go to Kinsale. But when we go back to Ireland, that Manifested. will be one of our first stops because. I've heard nothing but good things about mm-hmm. it. And everyone told us, if you want great food, you have to go to Kinsale. Everyone. Um, so just a little tidbit of information. So another place that we fell in love with is called The Raven. Yes,
1: The Raven. Also in the city center, we were just like wandering. Because so, that happens sometimes. We just wander and we're like, we don't know necessarily where to go. Of course,
0: we look on our phone like great places to eat. But that's...
1: That can I'm be gonna, overwhelming. It's th. overwhelming.
0: And get, I'm going to be really honest with you. This is my take. And I'd be really curious about anyone else who travels, you know, mm. even within the United States. When you look up like great places to eat, sometimes it feels a little bit like artificially. Mm. Um, I don't know. like Like these restaurants... And places have, you know, heavy tourism and they get people to put those reviews on there. Yeah. And so the, the places that you don't necessarily get on those lists of like top 10, like best places to eat in Cork, those are the places you have to find on foot Yeah, and you have to go down alleys and you have to walk around and And see where the people are.
1: and And I think the Raven was that for us. Like we just looked
0: at it and I was like, that's the vibe. Well, and we had schnitzel. I think yeah. schnitzel. While we were in Ireland, it was funny because we would also go for the vibe of where we felt like schnitzel was really mm-hmm. welcome, where we could sit outside, where you know he could just sit on our laps.
1: He was welcome. There wasn't like a no dog policy because in like finer dining, obviously, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to take my wiener dog. Yeah, and some <laughs> restaurants,
0: you know, you could just tell it's it, it's not as dog friendly as yeah. others. But the Raven. Amazing. Shout out to the incredible human beings who work at the Raven because amazing. When we got there, wow. um, we kind of stumbled on it and when we got there, they brought out some dog treats for Schnitzel and they said we were just talking about how we needed dog treats. And actually, something we found out at the Raven, which is really cool, is that the hostess or the person that seats you has all the power of the restaurant. They're the
1: manager. Unlike the United States, where, you know, people who host, it tends to be an entry level into this industry. Nah, nah. In Ireland, the host is the manager. They run the show. And I was like, mad respect. And our first interaction immediately, she, and I wish I could remember her name, was just so kind and just so inviting and just very amenable.
0: Yeah, she was really kind and she loved Schnitzel. The entire wait staff would come by and just ask about him and
1: Yeah. And they were generally like, Oh, do you live in Cork? Or like, Oh, have you been here long? And you know, we're here for three
0: months and they're like, Oh, you're coming back. Yeah. And I was like, You right. Right. <laughs> and that was also where Austin tried to this time Austin tried to order a Murphy's and the guy said He said
1: <laughs> she, again, straight up he said, No man, no man, no man. You want a beamish. And I was like, what's a Beamish? And that started a love affair with Austin and Beamish. And that... <laughs> this is what dreams are made of, y'all. <laughs> I I mean, it,
0: I love Beamish so much as an Irish stout. I literally have it tattooed on my body. No joke. He, he has it tattooed alongside a picture of schnitzel on his arm. On
1: now. my body because Beamish is just... Mm, multiple chef's kisses. I just... And I don't know how to describe it, I guess, via Murphy's, via Guinness, but it's, I mean, coming from the United States, I was a huge IPA drinker. I've always loved stouts. I've worked at plenty of breweries, so I, I am familiar with beer. I prefer beer. But that Beamish just set little fireworks off in my heart. It's so good.
0: Yeah, and I'm not going to like bash Guinness because I still, oh, yeah. I still like Guinness. It's just when I had Beamish and Murphy's after that, I mean, I... Guinness was my third choice. I, of the three, correct. Yeah. I think I really, really love either Beamish or Murphy's. They're both really sweet. They're good Irish stout beers. Um, and they're, they're also, I never really saw them in the US. I never heard of them. You know what? I,
1: I don't even know. And I've never served one. I never like bought one at a liquor store. So that was like truly my first experience. And it was just phenomenal.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad he was just like, no, you don't want Murphy's. You want a Beamish. You want a
1: Beamish. That's even more cork. Yeah. And I think after that,
0: (laughs) it was like eight times out of 10, Austin would order a Beamish if he was going to get a stout. Straight to my tummy. Oh, so good. (laughs) No regrets. Uh, But the Raven, we... The other thing about the Raven was they had a lot of like really cool bar bite menus that would change over time with like had, an Asian influence. Yeah, there was like yeah, it was really cool because you when you think of Ireland, you literally think of like fish and chips and yeah, like traditional stews. Yeah, the, that traditional. Yeah. But I think Cork Cork really surprised me because yeah. it is a university city and we saw a lot of people from around the world. There a lot of immigrants. Yes. Um, people from Asia, people from India, people from, you know, there were just a lot of of people from around the world there. And a lot of people from like Eastern European countries or Russia were Mm -hmm. there as well. Mm -hmm. And so I think places like the Raven are probably going to become a lot more common, but, but I loved the Raven. I loved the the Asian influence, like you were saying, um, they had something that I found out that this is my personal favorite, and mm. it's like a really good... Like if you go out and you have a wild night, have a little bit too much fun, and then the next day you want to get something really delicious, it's called a spice bag. Oh, <laughs> oh spice bag. It's mm. like chips, which what in the US we call them french, french fries. fries. So chips. Um, but they're large... French fries, and then it's like these different spices. It tastes almost like it has a little bit like a curry influence, like a spicy, sweet,
1: curly, smoke, curry, smoky, curly. Um, yeah, and it was just I don't even know. we use we kept seeing like spice bag over and over once we had that there it was so good and I started to notice that other restaurants do in, it in yeah. Cork
0: do it and I've never heard of that and and there's like little diced uh onions on the ones at, uh the raven and then like this kind of mayo topping and um you you, know, you can keep it vegetarian or you can add chicken And so that's a spice bag, but it's, it's specifically the spices that go into it. And I loved it. It was so good. It was, it was really, really good.
1: Um, and I mean, and also at the Raven outside of beer, if you're not a beer drinker, it was their craft cocktail menu was phenomenal. And I've worked at craft cocktail places before with some folks who are just so out of the box and so thoughtful with how they create their their cocktails. You know, when I, when we were working at Bodhi, shout out to Indianapolis Bodhi, and that whole bar staff and, and Tay and, and all of them, absolutely wonderful humans. If if you're in Indianapolis and need the best Thai food, Bodhi. Absolutely. Um, but they created, and I worked with folks who c- came from such craft cocktail backgrounds and using this and that and all these infused ideas and the Raven, like really specialized in some of those craft cocktails. I mean, there was one that, you absolutely loved. It was so good. Oh, yeah. It's called Holy Water. <laughs> oh, it was like, it. I think the description was like rum, rum,
0: and more rum. <laughs> it's very like light. Um, You know, it's got very citrusy. It's like very citrusy, but it, it it was probably one of the best rum drinks I've ever had. So if you're a big, you know, fan of rum and you're in Cork, you have to go to the Raven. You have to try that one out because it was hands down one of the best cocktails i've ever had oh
1: yeah and it was one of those cocktails where you're only allowed to get two yeah but you're drinking it and you're like oh and then you get to the end and you're like
0: oh there, there's rum in that and i think so this goes to like a larger and we'll talk about a couple other places that we went to but i think something you're gonna find as like a common like something that's like a very common when you're in southwest ireland is a lot of people they're are well-traveled. And I think that influences a lot of those menus. Ah, oh, yeah. The, a lot of them explore. Yeah. Our waiter at, uh, the Raven was talking about how the owner, the reason why it was Asian influences because he had traveled to these mm-hmm. places and a lot of their cocktails had very specific flavors in them because, you know, truthfully, from Europe, it's a lot cheaper to fly to some of these places than flying there from the U.S. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you know, flying to Spain is so easy. Flying to Italy, like um, we talked about, Quinlans in a couple episodes back, Quinlans is a seafood restaurant. A wonderful that we went seafood to. restaurant. Really great. They have a dif- couple different locations in southwestern Ireland. Ten out of ten recommend going True. there. But the Quinlans in Cork, their head bartender was originally from Italy.
1: Yeah, he's Italian.
0: Yeah, and what was really cool, what I loved about that experience was he brought in, you could just tell a lot of his Italian influence. Oh yeah. The
1: Negronis. Yes. The aperitivos, as it was sprinkled in, you're looking at the cocktail menu. You're like, Oh wow. Okay. You know, I love a Negroni. Yeah. Absolutely. And the one he made was just, I mean, I'm doing a lot of chef's kisses,
0: but it was so good. Very good. And, and it was something else that was really cool is, uh, They're trying to be a lot more sustainable here in Europe about like plastic straws, single-use straws. And to be really honest with you, I can't stand the paper straws because after a while, they just start falling apart. Oh, yeah. They melt pretty quickly. and mushy. the head bartender at Quinlan's was making pasta straws, hard pasta straws. They brought out that spritz and we were looking at that straw like, what the? And and
1: the waitress goes, (laughs) oh, yeah, our bar manager's Italian and he just makes pasta straws. It was and incredible. It was wonderful. I was shook. That yeah. was the first time I'd ever seen that. I'm, You know, I was taking a picture, sending it to people in the United yeah. States, bartender friends like, y'all yeah. ever seen this? Yeah, and yeah. they were just like
0: shook. It was so cool. It was cool. And they're biodegradable. So yeah. yeah. And you can reuse it. It's really great. Um, but again, you know, I think something that really surprised both of us as we went around Cork and we don't have to talk about every single place we went to, but with a lot of the food... There were so many influences from other places around the mm-hmm. world. Yeah, um, specifically Europe. I think we found a lot of Spanish influence. We'll talk about uh, the wine tavern here in a second. Oh yeah. Ooh. Um. You know, there were there were a lot there was a lot of influence, and actually, that's a really good segue. So, our now you all know that Declan with the love,
1: the silver hair.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Not gray, not white, silver. silver. Distinguish. We need to make sure that we say that.
1: <laughs> he, and if you're listening, Declan, we just want to say that we miss you and love you. And again, you're an amazing human being.
0: Yes, and we were so lucky that the person who owned our our apartment, also owned a wonderful restaurant, has had many restaurants and pubs, but currently owns the Cork Wine Tavern, St. Luke's. St. Luke's
1: Cork Wine Tavern.
0: And it's really cool because uh, it's owned by Declan and run by um, his son. And And his daughter, yeah. Yeah, and it's a really cool environment. So like St. Luke's is this little square next to a a gorgeous church. It's just quintessential Ireland. Like it makes Mm -hmm. you feel like you're in like... I don't know if you ever all ever saw uh, that movie, Brooklyn, um, about, you know, the young woman from Ireland who emigrates to Brooklyn. um, But in her like little village with the multicolored housing and things like that. The bright doors. Yeah. And the little village vibe. Very, yeah. Very quintessential Irish neighborhood. Yeah. In Cork. Yeah. And that is definitely the wine tavern vibe. But uh, again, everything was outdoor dining. It's right next to a pub. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it kind of all the seating flowed together and it was just such a cool small community vibe. But Declan and his family, they are avid travelers sp- specifically to Spain. Spain. Because it's yes. so cheap and easy to get to Spain yeah. from Ireland. Yeah. Very know?
1: common for people in Ireland to say, oh, I'm vacationing in Spain.
0: I was like, oh, that's cool. I've never been to Spain, but now I'm curious. Right. Now I want to go. I want to go. I really, really want to go to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. You know, the more that I hear about it, I really want to go. Um, but right down the hill, the hill, um, was the Wine Tavern. And we had a dinner there one night with some, with Declan and a couple other friends um, that we met there, Paul and Carol.
1: Oh, Carol. Yes, Paul and Carol. <laughs> and we, what they, other than wine, because obviously the Wine Tavern, is they specialized in tapas and pizzas and other little just beautifully small bites yeah and it was just our experience there was just so jovial and kind and they have music playing there on certain days of the week and which is very irish and that's very much my energy is music playing in the background us laughing sharing bubbly and bottles and bottles and bottles of vino
0: and different, you know, small dishes that we can share. And it was just wild because here we are sitting in Ireland having this very Spain Spanish experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the magic of a city like Cork. And obviously you can find that in Dublin. When I was in Dublin, I had some of the best sushi yeah um, that I've ever had, honestly. And so you don't you don't think when you go to Ireland that you're going to have those experiences, but we definitely did. Ooh, it was so Good. I'm good. still thinking about it. It was. And I think one of the things that we've noticed um, since we've moved to Italy is something that really surprised me mm-hmm. is that in Southwest Ireland, you can get some really wonderful produce, really wonderful oh my quality gosh. food.
1: I know this is oddly specific, but the mushrooms in Ireland are the best mushrooms I have ever had in my entire life.
0: No joke. I'm a huge mushroom fan and one, they're really cheap there. Mm-hmm. It, like shockingly produce
1: cheap. produce is very affordable um you know it was very affordable in cork where we're currently living here in italy it's
0: very affordable especially compared to the united states and you can just taste the difference yeah like a carton of mushrooms let's let's just do a price comparison so a carton of mushrooms in the US that might be four ninety nine. I used to go to Kroger all the time. Yeah, if you get like a bigger a bigger cart of like button yeah. mushrooms. Yeah. And it would probably be about four ninety nine. Here you can get that same thing for, you know, a euro ninety nine. Yeah. On the more expensive side, probably a yeah. euro fifty. That, euro I mean 69. let's say that sounds more expensive. In yeah. Ireland it was like a euro nine, yeah. Euro nineteen. So close to two dollars. So, so something that might much. be five dollars in the US is like closer to two dollars. And here. the quality is just Better, uh, honestly. I hope you all are, are hungry because I'm getting hungry just talking about all of this. Oh yeah, and and things like olives are so much cheaper, mm-hmm. um, artichokes a lot cheaper, things like that. So I you think start to notice for peppers peppers sure and things of that nature. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But really, the I think for us, one of the biggest surprises just in exploring food and drinks and cocktails um, and cork was that there's a lot of influence from around the world. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool. It is. It's, it, it really is so cool because no matter where you are in Ireland, like I felt like we met people from just anywhere, Yeah. you know, Ukraine, Italy, you know, the Balkans, like anywhere. It Brazil, was really cool. South Africa. A lot of people from Brazil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. We lived down the street from a Brazilian grocery store. It was so cool. Um, but, but there are a lot of people from Brazil and Ireland, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but it while we're talking about food and we're talking about drink, we have to talk about coffee. Oh yeah, and oh my gosh,
1: I mean, currently caffeinated. We feeling, are. <laughs> I'm feeling caffeinated, and that's that's huge for you know when a lot of people travel. Like, where can I get a good cup of coffee? Because I'm not gonna
0: I'm not gonna get my coffee from the hotel, right? Or even Starbucks. Like, there's no bashing Starbucks. You know. Yeah, I used to work at Starbucks. No yeah, tea, no shade. There, there's no bashing it, but you have to you have to venture away from like the larger chain local corporate. roasters. Yeah. You have you to, to go, go to somewhere local, local roasters because that's where I had
1: outside of the Raven had some of the best conversations, met some amazing people who were just so kind and just willing to have just, just talk. Yeah. Where so, are you from? What's up? Exactly. And then they, tell them about, you know, they'll, they would tell us about their lives and you know, no question really is off limits, especially for Irish people. They're, very open people.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, they are. They're very, very open people. Um, so we had three places specifically that we are going to give big shout outs to. And if you are in Cork and you need a good cup of coffee, try to hit these places up. Yeah. Because these and are some wonderful, wonderful uh, folks who run these these yeah, businesses. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, and on our page, please totally give them some like and some love on social media because... You know, local roasters, and you can think of them in, in the United States, think of your local place. But these these folks are really, again, we talk about being a backbone of tourism and travel, like so kind, so giving, and, and they deserve all the love in the world. So totally give them some thumbs up, some follows, just a shout out, see what they're doing.
0: Absolutely. So we have to start with the three little piggies. Oh, the
1: three little piggies. We have
0: to. So Paul. Hey, Paul. Shout out to Paul. Hey,
1: Paul and Carol and Carol.
0: (laughs) Paul uh, is the owner of Three Little Piggies and just a wonderful human being. He was actually part of the Facebook group that Austin reached out to about housing. And he was the one who connected us with Declan. He, I have so much to thank for him. Like he connected us
1: with Declan. He was just like, Hey, I see you're looking for a place. Just again, Irish people know, no strangers. And that I think maybe the second or third day we were there, we um, Declan and Paul and you and I got coffee together, and it was just, oh my gosh, again, so inviting, so kind, so wonderful.
0: It's really cute. The Three Little Piggies is kind of like a little coffee shop, meets like a deli, mm-hmm. meets a like deli. just a really cool meetup location. It's like right near the city center, in the city center, and it's right by the water. Yeah. um And Paul is just great. If you're there in Ireland, you have to go to Three Little Piggies. You need to strike up a conversation with Paul because. He has some stories to tell. Great guy. (laughs) Uh, uh, mm, He got some
1: stories. I don't know if you want to hear them necessarily. (laughs) No, but but
0: he knows a lot about local culture. He He does a lot about local history. You know, he was such a resource, um, for us just on recommendations. And he knew a lot about, you know, if you're somebody who wants to know local history, definitely talk with Paul and talk with Declan as well. Declan. Wealth of information. Incredible stories. Incredible stories. Um, the second one, and I'll let you talk a lot about this one because we found this. So right at the bottom of like a hill that we used to go down every day, we would go to the grocery store. And so we'd have to cross the River Lee. Yeah. But before you get there, there's this tiny little coffee shop and we would see it all the time. And eventually we ended up going in there and that was one of the best decisions that we ever made. Yeah. It's called Boru.
1: Boru Coffee. And it, uh Tristan and Brian thank you so much just if you're listening I'm gonna send it to y'all anyway so when you hear this that we love you and respect you and just so thankful for making us feel so welcomed it it was one of those places that every other day or so I'd stop by with schnitzel and be like oh schnitzel oh Austin they know our order they I mean it was so kind i would be like hey you know this pastry I'm not gonna sell this you want it and it, it I just was like, oh, yes, here my tip. Thank you so much. It was a staple. I think yeah. that was our staple coffee shop. And
0: it's I think it's really cool because again, It's an example of someone from Ireland traveling the world and bringing some of that influence back. And so Brian had traveled through California. He lived in the United States, lived in SoCal, been in Australia.
1: Um, You know, a gentleman in his mid-40s, just very, very cool. Very chill. Yeah,
0: very just mindful of his business and how to treat people. Very empathetic. Very empathetic human being. And he always made us feel so... Just like we were the only people there. Like we were the only customers almost. It was so cool. That's powerful. And the design of the place. It's just such a cool vibe. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, oh, cups, what I do for
1: a, a cup of boru. Boru. Right so yes,
0: <laughs> if you are in Cork, you have to hit up Boru as well. That mm-hmm. is a really awesome place to get a, a cup of coffee to go or to sit there at one of the tables outside and just, just chit chat. Yeah, and yeah. and it's, it, really,
1: and it's cool. really nice too. You know, in the United States, it's very like you can get soy, almond, oat, all of those things, and in Ireland, you could do the same as well. It, it's nice to have those options if you aren't, aren't always trying to throw back some two percent. Um, so just to have that, uh, availability and, and also in these local coffee shops, they'll start to sell other local like sodas and the pastries from the bakery. That's, you know, a couple blocks in the city center, it all kind of works together and flows together. And Boru is definitely just a community staple of, of amazingness. And I'm so thankful
0: for them. Yeah, we, we really, really appreciate Brian and our time in Ireland was made really special because of him. So again, thank you, Brian. And, uh, yeah, and just as a reminder, we will link as many of these businesses in the description, um, so make sure to check those out. Uh, and then the last one in regards to coffee was one that we re- uh, we were pretty regular at, which was the Cork Coffee Roasters. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I would say um, beautiful espresso, just a couple, lo- maybe two. I only went to two locations around Cork, um, but it was definitely always a place where I saw locals going,
0: great coffee. Kind people. Yeah. Um, I think I, it's just so funny to me because t- so I, I've, we've been to a lot of different European countries, you know, yes. we're now in Italy and we've been to Austria and we've been to Germany and, and the Netherlands and Britain and, and things of these nature. Yeah. But I think when we think of Ireland, that's another place where you may not think, oh, great coffee. But I don't know. In Cork, I thought that some, I had some of the best coffee I've ever had.
1: Yeah. And you know? I, you know, as when I was working at Starbucks, I was just a, uh, a drip coffee person and I, and I still really am, but that isn't necessarily how it's done in Ireland. Oh, you would ask people for a drip and they were like, they, what, what is that? What? what do you mean? You know, drip, <laughs> pour over those sort of things. And I, I mean, I started getting used to drinking Americanos at that point, And then I started to taste different espresso mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. It each has its own flavor. Each has its own notes to it. Um, and I think, Yes, obviously you're getting a, a, a good from from the service, but it's the service that matters really the most. How are yeah. you treated in that 2 minutes or sometimes 10 minutes when we're standing there talking with them and that's really really important.
0: And then I think that something that's really interesting about if some, people ask us this all the time, they say, you know, what is it about Europe that you love so much? And and I know a lot of our friends traveled to Europe and they've said the exact same thing. But it's that people here in general just feel like they're less in a rush. Yeah. And even, I remember there was one morning when we were at Cork Coffee Roasters and there were a lot of people in line. But even though there were people literally out the door waiting, you still had a conversation. You were like telling me how you had a conversation with the barista. Mm -hmm. And I thought that 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 is Ireland in a nutshell to me. I think that no matter how busy people are, they always seemed ready to have a conversation or at least just to ask you how you are and genuinely mean it absolutely,
1: you know? yeah, and genuinely for that two to three minutes was was a good conversation and I think that's something when I was working at Starbucks I used to do, and I want to get scolded, but it was it was like we need to move quantity, yeah get the volume it's through. quantity exactly exactly and that doesn't make for the best quality, obviously,
0: yeah it's not. And it's funny because whenever I used to work in economic and community development, we used to always talk about aesthetics and experience. Oh, come through, come through. When people talk about community, what they're really talking about is they're talking about the aesthetics of it, and they're also talking about the experience of it, the Mm -hmm. feel. Mm -hmm. And I think something that Europe has just kind of really I think in many ways there are places in the U S that I think do it so well. You know, we love Missoula, Montana for this reason. I really loved living in Portland. Um, Oregon. Our time in Santa Fe, I think Santa was Fe really was beautiful. beautiful there. You get pockets of it, yeah, but grand I th- junction, Colorado also great. Exactly. But I, but I think that a lot of communities in Europe have really, really um, honed in on this. Yeah. That when you think about community, it is about the experience. So if you're being pushed out the door, if you're made to feel like a number, that's a terrible experience. Yeah. You know, when you make everybody feel like they are equally part of the community, that's when suddenly you just feel so welcomed. And we mm. weren't, we're not Irish, Yeah. but we always felt just as welcome as anybody who lives in the community. Absolutely. You know, from Declan to Paul to Brian to the people at um, Court Coffee Roasters, we always felt important and valued and you know like we were human yeah you know
1: know, when you don't talk to somebody you love for a little bit and then you just start talking like no time has passed at all that's what it was like constantly yeah yeah. at the raven at yes with brian with tristan with paul with declan just the conversation just picks up and continues. That's special. That That's hard to find. It
0: is. And I think, and this is just me, I'm just going to throw this out there because, Ooh. you know, people have, this is, this is real talk right now. Okay. People have asked me, you know, of all the places you've been to, who are the nicest, you know, and I've been to places outside of Europe. I've been to Aruba and I think people in Aruba are very kind. But I honestly think Irish people are the kindest that I've ever met.
1: Most genuinely.
0: Oh, my goodness. You know, and and I did not expect to like or love Ireland as much as I did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And even being here in Italy, I miss Ireland. You oh, know, I, do. I do. I
1: do. I really, know? really do. I think about it quite I often. I miss the people. Oh, I do. And the you know weather,
0: what? The weather's not that great but oh yeah no i don't
1: miss <laughs> the moisture in the air and being chilly all the time but i bet whenever we go back and we see these people again the conversation will just pick right back up
0: oh yeah yeah because the people in ireland they are truly just gems they really are their gems yeah um one last place that i i just have to bring up because our next episode we're gonna talk about our trip to killarney and county carrie
1: The trip to Killarney, let me tell you, and the Ring of Carrie, good times. Y'all are in for some. Some tea
0: that it's brewing.
1: <laughs> We're gonna let it slow brew for you till next time.
0: Oh, absolutely! But I I do have to bring up a food experience that we had there because it was just phenomenal. So we mm. stopped in this little tiny town in County Kerry on the Ring of Kerry called Sneem. Sneem. That's spelled S-
1: S-N-E-E-M. S-N-E-E-M. Sneem. It was like so cute. It
0: was like walking into a trippy Irish dream because. See, we're walking through right? the town town center, and there's this giant billy goat with these giant horns, and this guy just sitting next to Chilling. It. Just, Chilling. We're like, what the heck? What is this billy goat doing? And and when I talked to Carol,
1: who works for Paul at Three Little Piggies, a couple weeks later, she's like, oh, did you see the man and the goat? I said, the man, yes. <laughs> and she's like, oh, he's always there. <laughs> he's always there. And I mean, this is, what, two-hour drive from Cork? And, and people just know the, the billy goat from Sneem.
0: Yeah. The Billy Goat from Sneem. But we found this um, bed and breakfast. It's called the Stonehouse Bed and Breakfast and Restaurant. And that day in Sneem, um, when we were there, it wasn't too busy. And we found this little, like, bed and breakfast and restaurant. Very quaint, quiet village. yeah. And
1: this was not necessarily off the beaten path, but there was no one else eating there outside.
0: Yeah, and it's literally off on the Ring of Kerry. Um, But we had the best soda bread and fish and chips mm. that I think we had when we were in Ireland. Yeah. The soda absolutely. bread was incredible. And I remember we asked the woman who ran the bed and breakfast, you know, we were like, where, where do you get this from? And they made it low there. They made it, they make the, it there. Yeah.
1: And that, that's when it's like the first bite and you're like, mm, where do they get this bread? I
0: know. Right. Yeah. It was, I was like, I didn't think I thought soda bread was something that was like dry and like not good, but this was just incredible. Um, very malty, very, mm-hmm. you know, very some moist. Irish butter. Yeah. Come on.
1: With the butter. Oh, yeah. Irish fish butter. Fish and chips. <sighs> and it's, I'm a, I'm a huge avid fan of fish and chips. And to say that these were the best fish and chips we had there, that's saying something, y'all. That's, yeah.
0: That is saying something. Yeah. And obviously, we were really close to the coast and um, the fish was just very, very fresh. Yeah. But I think, I still think about that homemade soda bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was so good about it. So mm. shout out to Stonehouse Bed and Breakfast and Restaurant because that was yeah. just such an incredible experience. Next time we will, uh, in our next episode, we'll discuss that trip to Killarney. Um, we took a train there going there and so that was a really cool experience we'll yeah. discuss that and just being in county carry which we you hear about it all the time the ring of carry and and uh if you're a fan of rick steves he did an entire episode on it oh such a fan of rick steves if you're a fan of rick steves hit us with the i'm a fan of rick steves we are massive fans yeah of rick absolutely steves. um but it was really cool just to do part of the Ring of Kerry. It's just the beautiful country, just a beautiful part of the country, like breathtaking. Yeah.
1: Wow. Like, we'll get into it. I don't want to give too many details away, but when you we would pull the car over and just stand there for a second and be like. Is this real? Is this real? Like mountains and silence. and Oh my gosh. Just nature is healing. Nature's Nature is medicine. And um, I'm excited to talk about that. And I really hope, you know, wherever you are listening to this, that. Appreciate your weight staff. Shop local. It is just how important it is for, for your community, for tourism, for just the, the staple of, you know, where you, where you come from, where you live. And um, yeah, if you don't follow us on social media, our podcast is on Instagram is at underscore the human vibe underscore totally give us a follow we post photos from our trips and discussions from from the podcast uh, our personal uh instagram is at zach and austin zach with an h and austin uh, we're on facebook definitely love posting there as well and and definitely if if you know somebody in your life who would love to hear this share this with them i know we all love to talk about food beer wine uh, we all know that especially people in the United States have folks and family from Ireland. So, so send this to, to your relatives, get them excited. If again, if not now, when, when are you going to go visit? I know with the pandemic, a lot of things and barriers have, have come up, but don't let that ever stop you.
0: Don't let it ever stop you. Yeah. And make sure to follow this podcast, wherever you're listening um, to get, updates on the whenever new episodes come out. Yeah. Um, and something else is now that we've this we're now into our fifth episode, which is so amazing. Wow. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is amazing. So now we're, we're kind of getting into the flow of it. We want to begin to really engage you, our listeners. Um, and so we'll start putting out little posts on, on social media. So make sure that you are looking out for those. We want to get your input. Um, we'd love to know about places you've been to and um, you know experiences that you've had that that we can talk about and we can kind of you know bounce off of. Yeah. Um, so make sure to follow us on social on social media. Again, we could have covered so many more things, so many more dishes, so many more places, but really, we wanted to kind of give you just a little brief synopsis and some storytelling around some truly wonderful businesses, places to get coffee. That gave the aesthetic and gave the experience because again chef's kiss absolutely yeah <laughs> so remember to subscribe and also uh in our next episode we'll be talking about our trip out to Killarney and County Kerry. so be on the lookout for our new episode and most importantly remember to chase your happiness and thanks for vibing with us bye <laughs>